Sit right down and I'll show you where my dreams began. I'm Michael Dugan, your culinary host, guiding you through the chef's journey. Join me at the chef's table where you'll experience stories, secret sauces, signature dishes, and kitchen disasters. In part two, we connect back with Kimberly from Rocks and Dirt Bakery and learn about her seasonal baking and her passion for teaching. Kimberly, what are your top four seasonal dishes? That is like a massive question. Um, oh yeah, loaded. Because I, I'm kind of loaded. Like I just, um, I'm always inspired by whatever's in season or if there's still, uh, depending on what time of year, what's in my garden, what's growing locally. Um, and then I just, um, think what what could I what could I make out of this what what flavors go well together but um I thought of a few things um so for winter um uh one thing that I love making is a a kale leek thyme chicken um uh pasties or pasties um which um growing up we we didn't make um pasties but it was something that was always readily available everywhere in, in Canada because of um, the UK connection. And so um, I've always loved them. And so, yeah, I, I make, I make those. So it's, it, it, for those who don't know, it's like a, essentially like a hand pie it, and it has uh, savory ingredients inside. It originated in the West country of England in Cornwall. It found its way, you know, to Canada um, with, with all the immigrants and so forth. So it was something I grew up with and I, I love. So that's one of my favorite. And I make it with a Tuscan kale. That is like absolute favorite kale. Oh. Um, it's, the, it's the Tuscan kale, um, also known as Lassaneto kale, or um, it has many different names, but it's that, that dinosaur kale, that really deep, um, bumpy kind of kale. Okay. Um, so yeah, with that leek and then thyme and then chicken and is the filling. And that's, yeah, I'll, I'll make them and freeze them. And um, anyway, they're just a wonderful, savory bit pocket of, of goodness that is very popular. Sounds like that you make magic with kale, which is challenging. I mean, I, I cook with kale too, but it's an acquired taste and it's a really healthy taste, but it can be challenging to cook with. It can be. And there's a lot of kale haters. And you know what? There's a lot of stuff that isn't that good. And honestly, I feel like some of the varieties of kale, I don't like nearly as much as the Tuscan kale. That is just a, a game changer. I feel it's just the, the texture and the taste the, that's the kale that you can win some kale haters over with Tuscan or the dinosaur kale. So, so that's, I would say for winter, that's something that I really love making. So then bring, I would say anything with rhubarb. I, I've always adored rhubarb. Um, and I love really showcasing the rhubarb, not, not just you know, saturating with all kinds of sugar, which is often people say, oh, I don't, I don't like rhubarb. And they tell me because it's so sweet. So I really want that tartness of the rhubarb to shine. It's kind of a tie between, um, I make rhubarb uh, scones or scones, okay. um, between that and a rhubarb fool. And uh, mm. a fool is a dessert that finds its origins in, in the UK. And it's a custard, custard base 
you've got layers of custard and then you've got like a rhubarb compote cream and you do all these layers almost like in a parfait style oh that's and so i make what i the custard that i make is actually it's it's dairy free um an egg free custard it's actually paleo uh, friendly is as well. It's it's sort of a lemon custard, and so I make I make that um, vegan paleo custard that's sweetened actually with maple syrup, one of my favorite uh, sweeteners. You know, awesome Canadian <laughs> uh, sweetener. Um, so that custard layer, then I layer with the rhubarb compote, and then and then whipped cream. But the whipped cream that I make is homemade, and I make it um, with coconut cream, so it's also dairy free. And okay. so the whole yeah, so you, you layer these wonderful layers yeah rhubarb is is the star there and yeah so i would say it's kind of like a tie i put i couldn't quite decide if it was rhubarb spawns or rhubarb um fool so that was a tie okay ties (laughs) Um, okay i'll order both uh, okay cool i grow my own rhubarb so um i usually i mean i just pick it myself and and then make all kinds of different things with it so, um, and as you know, rhubarb grows wonderfully well here um, on the in the Pacific Northwest. So. Yeah, we have a ton in our backyard. I can't oh, believe it. Oh, yeah. It's just out of control, but we freeze it and we use it. And yeah. Yeah. They're challenging ingredients. That's two. That's kale and rhubarb. They're both really challenging <laughs> ingredients and you make magic out of that. That's amazing. I, I've won over rhubarb haters and kale wow. haters. So, wow. Um, you know, that's, that's the goal, but you know, there's okay. still some stalwarts and Hey, that's okay. Um, but yeah, I feel, Oh, you like, I hate, I hate rhubarb. Oh, I don't uh-huh. like kale. And, and so, yeah, that's my goal to make it. So it's like, Hey, try this. It might, it might give you a different take on what you've tasted in the, in the past that's yeah, rhubarb yeah. based or kale based. Okay. So moving to summer, um, summer is probably anything with berries. I'm a berry freak. Mm. I would say one of the things I really love making, as you know, blackberries are a huge deal here on the West Coast. I make a a blackberry, ginger, and lime ice cream that is um, actually vegan as well and paleo. I sweeten it with date sugar. Oh my gosh, that sounds amazing. Yeah, with date sugar, which is a really nice nutrient dense and also low glycemic. So someone that's diabetic could also have it, but yet it has a really nice sweetness. So it doesn't, I don't use any artificial sweeteners or sugar alcohols or anything like that. I use real um, sweeteners like date sugar. So I do a combination of uh, date sugar and a little bit of maple syrup and it's, it's just bright and really refreshing and just the, the ginger and the lime and the blackberry, it just uh, in a lovely way together. Wow. Moving to fall. So we're in fall right now. So mm-hmm. fall, you know, here again, pears. I love pears. Um, and I love cranberry. <laughs> I okay. love cranberries. And so I make a um, pear and cranberry tostada, um, or it, it, which is, of course, the Italian sort of galette. So I, mm-hmm. I make them, I make like mini ones. So they're, yeah, you can totally, you know, eat one yourself, <laughs> but I make, yeah, I make kind of smaller size ones, almost like individual size or shareable size. So I use all organic local um, pear and then organic cranberries, um, whole cranberries. And I, it's uh, also sweetened. I sweeten with coconut sugar it's in a pastry that is um, also, of course, gluten-free and, egg-free and, and vegan. And I, I actually taught 
um, a class on that. I think it was last year or I did a Zoom a baking class. So with uh, some students as far away as Halifax, Nova Scotia. Um, oh, cool. So I taught that and it was really cool because one of the um, students, they brought it to, um, they had a, a big get together. Uh, there was a number of celiacs there and they themselves have to avoid gluten. Right. And so they, they brought this, they brought these, these crustatas that they made a bunch of them and everybody was just like, you know, devouring them. And they were so happy to have something that was delicious and that they as celiacs could eat. And they, anyway, it was just, yeah, it was really nice to, oh my to help them, you know, create that themselves and to learn how to do that. It was really just made me really happy. I can imagine. Wow. All of those dishes sound amazing. So are you going to be offering any of these classes coming up? Tell us a little bit about that. For Zoom, I'm kind of offering it uh, on because I'm working with different availability of people in different time zones. I'm just, I'm doing on a one-on-one basis and trying to, you know, I've been kind of putting it out there on Instagram um, and on Facebook a little. Um, I need to do it a little bit more, but um, kind of putting it out there. And and so people, if they're interested in starting that sourdough journey, free sourdough journey, um, to get in touch with me and we can start with a, a really brief Zoom class that just get some started creating a starter, a sourdough starter. And then we do the first class, which is learning how to make gluten-free focaccia. Wow. Also, a, I teach them also to make crackers in that same class. Okay. I love it. I will, on a case-to-case basis, do local as well. It just, you know, to the greater Puget Sound or, you know, Camino Island. So it, it just, it just depends. Okay on the situation. So yeah, but primarily I'm, I'm doing starting that on zoom. So people just need to reach out to me on my Facebook or email or there you have it. As we wrap up, how do we find you? So you can find me, my emails, the rocks and dirt bakery at gmail.com. Actually more important is my website is the, uh, is what I meant to say is the rocks and dirt bakery, um, uh, dot com. Or I also have Facebook and Instagram, both titled the rocks and dirt bakery um i do have threads as well um the same name um but yeah primarily i would say instagram or facebook or my website i will be having a section on my website um regarding you know the gluten-free sourdough classes great um and just so everyone knows her website's beautiful it has an amazing blog it has some incredible pictures of (laughs) dishes that just make you just really really well done i i really felt connected to it. So I, I would definitely go out and check it out. You know, this, this episode is actually dedicated to my aunt Nancy. Oh, I love that. Struggle with celiac disease, but she doesn't struggle. She's such a positive force. One of my favorite people in the world. Kimberly, thank you for being a guest on our show. You are truly a voice for chefs, but not only that, you are a voice for healthy cooking and we really appreciate you. Thank you so much, Michael. It's been a tremendous honor to be included on your podcast. Thank you so, so much. You're welcome. Thanks for joining us today. Follow us on Facebook. Find our website in the show notes. Subscribe on Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen. Leave a comment with five stars and stay tuned for the next episode of Voice for Chefs.